Yeah! I want to go all the way back to the beginning of that open out when the throw from Matthew Stafford, the interception, that was terrible. OBJ had that guy beat. If, if that throw is put out in front of OBJ, he walks into the end zone. The Rams not only win the game, they win it in walk-off fashion. That was a bad throw from the Rams quarterback because OBJ had a step on that guy, and, and the only way that ball gets picked if it's underthrown the way it was, that was a really lousy throw. It was kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it was the icing on the cake to that second half, right? Like, just kind of think about that's how the game ended. Um, it was, you know, certainly a, a, a surprise if you were if you were watching. If you were like Emily and you were there for the good parts and then you leave for the bad parts, um, <laughs> or, or, you know, you could actually just put it either way. But, uh, listen, the way yesterday panned out, um, you know, the Rams are obviously in the playoffs. It's not like they're going to be a number three seed. They get Arizona on Monday, but – Damn, did they have a chance yesterday to do something where you just felt like, hey, maybe that chest is going to stick out a little bit further yeah, when you go walk into that. the postseason. And I think the questions that you had a few weeks ago, they're not going to go away. And the questions coming into this first playoff game on Monday night, they're still going to be there. Is is Sean McVay going to make the right decisions during critical moments? I think the questions about Matt Stafford, I think the questions of um, – you know, look, the, the the defense yesterday I thought did a pretty good job, and then there came a moment where they just can't get off the field. Yeah. That the San Francisco 49ers looked a lot – what was it, week 10, where the opening drive was 45 plays, minutes? 95 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah 45 minutes. Yeah. So I, I think those questions that you had earlier, are, they're not going to go anywhere. No, and I don't think they would have gone anywhere. I mean, look, I'm not trying to pretend it wasn't a bad loss. It was. It was, it was a bad loss. But all of the questions we have about the Rams, we still had them if they would have won that game. And that is, show me in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Show me in the playoffs. And, and they still have a chance to do that. They can still have an incredibly successful season. Here's the other thing, and, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. We talk about like, oh, they were 12-5. and five. The best team in the league was 13-4. and four. Okay, so this, this idea that, oh, they only beat the, the best team in the league is 13-4, and four, Tampa, and Green Bay are thirteen and four. Rams are twelve and five. So just there, there are some things that you need to kind of put in perspective when you talk about this. Yesterday sucked. It was a terrible loss. I agree with you. Is a momentum killer. It brings back all those questions about Stafford and and the throws. And but that first half out, we saw him. He what he missed one. He was fifteen out of sixteen or something like that. He was just he he was fantastic. But. Even if they'd won that game, we'd be saying the same thing. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, but how far are you going to go in the playoffs? Same exact thing. Yeah, bummer, but how far are you going to go in the playoffs? It's exactly the same spot. Um, I think the context of it, of how they got to where they are, I don't think it's a small deal that you beat two playoff teams. I don't. I think that tells part of the story. You know, we're, we're going to talk about the Lakers in a little bit. The Lakers won four games in a row. It was really difficult to not point out, well, who did you beat, right? And then – I think that's just part of sports, and it doesn't mean that you can't give a squad credit for doing what they've done, Um, but at this point, if you and I, before the season started, if you said, okay, your chances, the goal is to to do what? Just get back to the Super Bowl. Of course, it's to win the Super Bowl, but you have to get there. If your goal is to get to the Super Bowl, I think right now, if you ask me, hey, Al, how much money do you want to put on the Rams getting back to the Super Bowl, I'm not that confident with the money that I have. So mm-hmm. 
that to me, can you can you shut everybody up once the playoffs start? Of course you can. But I think all we can do is kind of gauge of what were the storylines getting in? Are they limping in? Are they coming in really, really strong? Or are they, are they kind of in the middle? I, f- I think feel the like middle. they're in the middle. I, I think it's the middle too. And, yeah. But let, I, I want to play that game with you, and then we're going to take some of these phone calls. The This – if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, hey, the Rams are going to be 12-5. and five. They're going yep. to win their division. Mm-hmm. You want it right now? Everybody would have taken it. Everybody I, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't and disagree. That's, and that's what happened. They're 12-5, and five and they won their division. But I, the only reason why, Trav, so if you make it that blank, right, it's just blank, hey, here's a sheet of paper, and it says they're 12-5. and five. I agree with you on that. I don't disagree with that. They just they won the division. They're 12-5, and five and they got a game at SoFi. But there's a lot more storylines in there that you know for sure. you, that that tells more of the story of how they got there. Like every team, and you know certainly for them, it's uh, it's going to be interesting a week from today when they have their first playoff game. They can still get all of the good stuff. It's going to be hard. It's not going to. And they could they, also they got, lose on Monday. No question. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely no question <laughs> Just, at all. You know, that's kind of how it is with them. But that's the playoffs too. Other than the yep. Eagles. I, I don't know if there's anybody in those playoffs. If they told me they lost their first game, I'd be like, wait, what? The mm-hmm. Eagles are the only team that I expect to lose. Everything else feels like, hey, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Even the Raiders. Can... Raiders can beat Cincinnati. Sure they can. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they will, but absolutely but they But it can. can happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Emily brought up another good TV show. We're talking Sopranos and Mad Men, uh, The Wire. Breaking Bad has to be on that list, too. Absolutely has to be on that list. Yes, science. Um, yeah, there you go. Ross in Chino, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Ross? Hey, hey thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I was at the Rams game yesterday, and to be honest, I really felt that we lost because we had a lack of support. You know, it was all red, some blue sprinkled in, and I just couldn't believe it. You know, biggest game for us for the whole year, and our fans are a no-show. They didn't come out to support us. It was, it was rough. Well, look. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend. I I like the calling out the Rams fans. I got to be honest. I do because, Trav, I I do think that having a stadium with that many Niner fans did help make – it helped the Niners. Yeah. No, look, if anybody pretends that it it wasn't, they're not telling you the truth. Okay? They're they're just not telling you the truth. It was heavily 49er influence yesterday. It wasn't – I, I I think it was probably really close to fifty fifty. It, maybe it's a little bit more niner than than Rams. But your point's a good one. Why I would it be? Why would it be that in Los Angeles? Now the flip side of that, Alice. I counted on TV. I just want you to know it was eighty four <laughs> to sixteen. I it counted. wasn't that. I kept going back. I kept playing every touchdown. <laughs> Hold I, on, I, I missed that guy. Section two fourteen, yep. row six, yep. uh, seat number. Five. I was late to the pregame show. I was counting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It hasn't happened all year, but if you've watched the Rams over the years, the Niners in particular, Niners and the Cowboys are the two that show out like crazy, and, and they did yesterday. Well, can and, I, can and, I ask you a right. question? This is just a genuine question. Why do you think that happened yesterday? That was I, a, I, that was a really, a really big game for the Los Angeles Rams. I have a theory. It's at SoFi. It's the final game before the playoffs. How does that happen? I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very curious. Okay. I, I, I'm not saying this is what happened, but I have okay. a theory on what happened. And I, I've thought about this myself, not, not necessarily with the Rams, but with other teams. You can pay for almost your entire season ticket package if you sell off a couple of the big ones. 
You know what I mean? And 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 if the people, the, the Cowboys and the Niners that really want to go see their team come through Los Angeles. Price I can don't to, matter. I'm I, paying. I can go to – right, I'll pay. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to charge you nearly my entire season ticket fee for these four tickets for this one game. I think there's an element of that, that I can go to any game. The Rams are in the playoffs. We know they're going to go. Maybe they're the two. Maybe they're the four. Maybe they're the five, whatever it is. But there's going to be more games. I'm not going to sell my playoff tickets, but I can make a little money on this game and kind of offset the cost of – season tickets are expensive. Right, so I I really think there's a lot of that, and with the secondary markets the way they are now, with yeah. every other you know app that you can put on your phone, those tickets all of a sudden you say, wait, do I really have to go to? I can sell these. Tickets. I'm making up numbers here. I can sell this one hundred dollar ticket for five hundred dollars. Isn't that wait? Can I can I tell you how can I <laughs> okay. tell you how interesting that is? Because if you're you know the Rams and um, you're Stan Kroenke, and here you are. You spend five billion dollars to to build your stadium. Obviously, one of the things you're going to do is, well, we got to make that money back. So when Al comes to a game, we're popping him eighty before he goes anywhere, right? And mm-hmm. if he wants to park a little closer, there's a hundred and twenty. <laughs> and then if you want if you want tickets, they you know they, they charge you for the licensing and everything else. Travis, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it's fascinating to me because then it does what you just said. If I'm a Rams fan. And I'm I've already gone to four games this year. I want to recoup some of this money, and I got a Niner fan here that wants to make X amount of dollars or wants to pay me X amount of dollars. Now all of a sudden you have a stadium in one of the biggest games of the year where it becomes lopsided. The trickle effect, right? Of like yeah, the money no, look, and the there, cost and the it's, this. It's the butterfly effect, right? You make one decision, all of a sudden ten things down the road are ten different ways, but. Like I, I, it's just a theory. I don't know that's what happened, but I think that that's part of what happens. Sure, because there were a lot of Niner fans there. Look, all of this, as bad as it was yesterday, and it was, it all goes away with a win on Monday Night Football, and now all of a sudden you're a game away from going to the NFC Championship. You're a game away. You Doesn't just, you, all go you, away. It, it does. It, it, no, because they could have been the number two seed. Eh, we still got to win that game. Could have avoided the Packers. You got to win in the playoffs. You got to win in the playoffs. You're gonna have to beat them eventually. Oh, look, I, I'd rather wait. I'm with you on that. Everything that they want to get done is still available for them to get done. It's a little bit more difficult, sure, but it is still right there. All right, Lakers, the official halfway point, Al. Uh-oh. <laughs> Level of faith. Speaking of faith, right? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't want to say it like that. I'll find it. Different. What I do like is that visit ziprecruiter.com <laughs> slash for coaches. 
well, I'm just saying he could throw that in there right now. Who knows? Maybe there's another opportunity down the road. He's probably going for it at lunch right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm all in. Bring me an Arnold Palmer. I don't have anything to do tomorrow. I don't have any games to get ready for. Draft isn't for a long time. I'm good to go. I, I like that the booster has brought out a different side of you. This is very good. You nearly croaked on the air on Friday. You were not yep. feeling well. Um, and we kind of put it out to the listeners, too. Like, hey, help out weasel out of this dinner that he has on Saturday night. Is that, did you go? How did, it, how did the whole thing come together? Sometimes the man upstairs answers prayers and calls. So okay. this is what happened. It was actually a perfect compromise. First off, let me just say, Friday when all hell was breaking loose and I was breaking down Avery Bradley and THT shooting percentage while I was virtually laying in bed, the next day I started feeling a little bit better. So I quickly changed the game plan, and I said, listen, oh, and oh, by the way, I don't know if you experienced this over the weekend, a lot of restaurants were shutting down. They would have COVID outbreaks, Mm. and they didn't have enough people to staff it. So the restaurant we had a reservation to called me on Friday night and said, hey, uh, big guy, we don't have enough people. We're not opening until Monday. So that right out the gate was helpful. So I redid the game plan, and we ordered takeout. They came here. I didn't have to go anywhere. We chilled here. It was very calm, cool, and collective. A little reggae music in the background, some Indian food, some Japanese food, and I didn't have to go anywhere. That's, that's a win. That, that's a good other compromise. Other you had to have people over because then you got to clean up, and then you got to clean and I, clean up before, clean up after. I love hosting people yep. when it's happening. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the before and the after. The The actual event, I love. I like people in my house. I like to feed them. I like to give them a drink. I like to chit-chat. But then when you leave and there's 80 beer bottles around the backyard, that's less fun. Well, first of all, this wasn't Theta Chi fraternity at San Diego State University. We didn't have a beer bong that I had to go figure out. This no, was Nice bottles. Like, you know, good beer in nice bottles. Natty Ice Light. you got to funnel it. Natty Ice Light. So, anyways, it all worked out. Let's just put it good. that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Travis Lee's brought you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Uh, let's go to mm, San Clemente and Allen. Allen, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Allen? Hey, what's up, Travis and Slee? And I, number one, I like your optimism, and you had me, you know, not feeling as disappointed about the loss yesterday. But when you actually play it out and look at the odds and say you put a parlay together to get to the Super Bowl now – we're home against the Cardinals, away at either Tampa or Dallas. I mean, away at Green Bay, and then away at either Tampa or Dallas. You're looking about plus 1,500 to bet money line against on the Rams from here to the Super Bowl, whereas had we opened with Philly or the Saints or whoever, we're a big favorite. You then get Tampa or Dallas at home, we're a slight favorite. Then you finally go to Green Bay, you're an underdog. It's a big we're difference. We're looking about plus 1,500 versus plus three to 500. It's almost five, three to five times more difficult. And if you have a goal in life, and now your goal got three to five hundred percent harder, that is a, a, a bad day sandwich that we're feeling. So I appreciate your optimism, but Vegas tends to agree with our heart and our gut here, which is like, uh oh, this wasn't good. The other thing is losing the Green Bay at Green Bay for the NFC Championship. I think is a win. You somehow squeak it out against the Hoblin Arizona team. Yeah. And then you go lose round two. We we don't count that as a win. So so your 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 backup plan is now massively worse. So I yeah, would say I, it's five hundred 
percent worse, which is why we feel that way. I, I hear you, Alan. And, and listen, you, what you describe, I agree with you. If you lose in the second round of the playoffs, this is not a good season. It's not it, because you, you lost in the second round of the playoffs last season with Jared Goff and you gave away two draft picks to go get a different quarterback. He was supposed to be the answer and you're in the exact same spot. I don't know how you could feel great about that. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm not arguing, Slee, that it's that didn't get more difficult yesterday. It did. Playing out of the four is very different than playing out of the two. But if you're going to go win the Super Bowl, it's never going to be easy. right? We saw Tampa go on the road last year. Tampa went on the road throughout the entire playoffs. And they won. And they won the Super Bowl until they got to the Super Bowl at the at Tampa's home stadium. Sound familiar? It's a Super Bowl. Is it at, at SoFi this year? I'm not saying it's easier or it's not a. It's a, it was a bad loss yesterday. It was, but everything that they wanted to get done is still available. It's just going to be a little bit more difficult to get it done. And lastly, that's the first time ever anyone has ever said to me. I appreciate your optimism. So that's a win for me today. I already feel a lot better. That's not bad right there. But, Trav, you know how you play out that scenario? You know when you usually play out that scenario is when you're in that scenario, right? So, I like, everything that you're saying right now of, well, you have to go through these teams anyways, mm-hmm. and you're going to eventually have to beat them. You're not wrong. Nobody's saying you're wrong. They were in a position yesterday to avoid that. They were in a position yesterday, maybe you force Green Bay to play another squad. You never know what can happen. Maybe Green Bay lost the game. They they the problem is with that loss yesterday, not only were you up seventeen to nothing, not only did you lose a certain way in a specific way that kinda, you know, takes uh if that chess was out, that chess isn't out as much. You also play an Arizona team that yeah, they're reeling but I, I tell you what, I don't think Arizona is afraid of the Rams. They know that they can walk no, into SoFi because so. they've done it before. They got to put together one good game. It it made things. You can justify it today because that's a scenario that they're in. But damn, that was a missed opportunity. I oh, don't for th- sure. I don't think that was small. I really no, don't. No, I, I don't think. And that could be the difference of them getting to the NFC Championship or not. Uh, cosign all of that. You're, you're you're right. All of those things you said are right. But they can still do what they needed to do. I will say this. Every Rams fan should be a Niner fan this weekend. Every Rams fan should be a Philadelphia Eagles fan this weekend. You need one of those two seeds in the six or seven to win their game so they go to Green Bay and you don't. That you, that, I'm with you, Al. The longer you can push that back, the better you are. You, you'd rather have to do that later than sooner you know, because it gives somebody else another opportunity to clip them, right? Trav, you, just, you don't know. Here's a good example. Yesterday, Lakers played Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Lakers played the Grizzlies. If you're looking at the NBA standings, where Grizzlies? Do you know where the Grizzlies are in the West? Four? Fourth, right? Yeah. So now, if by losing yesterday, if you're looking at the standings halfway through the season, basically what the Lakers are now, what they have in front of them is you're six games behind Memphis in the loss column. They also have the tiebreaker. You're not getting home court. That's that's kind of the scenario that's playing out for the Lakers. You won't have home court period at any point. And and it's it's kind of, you know, you you look at these what's the most ideal thing? Most ideal of course, you know, you you run things through your arena and you kind of go from there. The Lakers kind of walked into a position where they're probably probably not only are going to be in a position where nobody's really that confident about what they do the second half of the season unless they go make a move or AD comes, 
but you make the 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 road that much tougher. And I, I use that as an example for the Rams. The road got tougher by losing that game yesterday. What was the vibe in crypt Crypto.com Arena last night when Morant had that block? Because I I, I, I was watching yeah. football last night. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it until I saw the highlights. Oh my. I, I I don't know if I've ever seen somebody go up and just snatch the ball with two hands out of midair the way. He, and by the way, that's not Giannis who's seven feet tall. John Morant's six three, and he was up near the top of the backboard. That was ridiculous. It was. Stupid. You want to hear it? Listen, listen. This is how you can tell about a player and the excitement around a player. Taylor's got the call here of John and Michael. Here is John Morant, stolen by Avery Bradley. Bradley on a breakaway, gets to the rim. John Morant leaped to the top of the glass and took it away with two hands. I've never seen a block like that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that covers it. That's the opposing team. You should have heard Stu and Billy Mack on the TV broadcast. Um, We all know how exciting John Morant is. We we really do. This is one of the young elite players in the NBA. Michael yesterday was telling me players that are must-watch TV. John Morant was really high on that list. Uh, What was the vibe like? Everyone look at what? What what just happened here? What did he do? What do you mean he went up and his elbow was about to hit the backboard? What do you mean his head is about to hit the rim? That was John Morant yesterday. Yeah, there there was the other play too. I mean, just guys, the alley guys dunk. making it. Yeah, there's he's making a little MVP case for himself out of Memphis, which I didn't think would be uh, humanly possible. But we'll continue to talk about the Lakers. They're at the halfway point, Al, and um, not all the news is good. So we'll get into that next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You know what I'm going to do? After the show's over, I'm just going uh, to go and get my truck and drive around and look for trouble. I, I, feel, I feel that's my new... I'm gonna go look for to fix things. I'm gonna go sure. look to help people move. I just I'm, I'm a new man, Slee. You got the booster. I got the truck. It's it's exciting. It's a it was a good weekend for us. I haven't uh, put my shirt on since the booster shot. You know how <laughs> when they put the band aid there. I wanted everyone to see like, wow, Al's been a, through a lot lately. Did you get the Scooby Doo or the uh, Super Friends? Oh, well, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> got Winnie the Pooh. Yep, it's uh, it's still on. Yeah, it's still on. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, it's like a, it's like a scar, right? You got to, you want to, you want to peacock it for four days, for the rest five of the, days, whatever it takes. Why not? Why not? You know what we should do? We should do another one of the uh, Astleys from SoFi yesterday because Carla was going around collecting some in-person Astleys at SoFi. Let's do one more. Hey, Slee, you're about to get in a fight. What song comes on in the background? Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. What about that? You get to you get to score your own fight with your own music selection. What are you putting on there? Just so I understand, like, is this because I've been in so many fights, so I'm trying yeah. to think of different scenarios that play out. Is it like a bar fight where something just happens? Dude hits me in the shoulder as we're both walking by, 
and then I look back and he looks back and now we're sizing each other up and then do I just say hey one second I just want to throw on a rage against the machine song like how does it work <laughs> yeah that that works or just you can know, I, like, hey, can like I just go to the DJ fights. real quick like if you don't mind <laughs> Hold on, let me get my let me get my phone out. Uh, I'm gonna pull up this. Is anybody got a speaker that I can stream this to? Hey, let me I throw my AirPods on real quick. <laughs> I think like most of your fights, it's just you just see a look on a guy's face that you don't like, and you just want to knock it off, and you just go over there and get into that guy. What's your problem? Any I think song, that's how you do it. Any song from Rage Against the Machine, I'm in. Not a bad. Uh, I was gonna do a Bullet Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. That would be my choice. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Shania oh. Twain, feel like a woman. Oh, <laughs> guess appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, Morant's block was—I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Yep. But it's—it's it's been a long time since I've seen a dude six foot three. Mm-hmm. nearly knock himself out on the rim on an alley hoop. He he was just as high on that one as he was on the block. He he had he, you know, you look at his numbers Al. They yep. were good, not great. They were just kind of a, a, a normal night for an NBA player of, of his caliber. Um but those two plays are plays that we're gonna be talking about for a long time. You're right. His night was okay and he's, you know, against the Lakers so far this year, they've played twice. I think he averages sixty seven points a game. Um <laughs> he's uh Bro, he's big time. Can, can I say something too, real quick? And I, you might laugh at this, and I think there's going to be Laker fans that laugh at this as well. Is Memphis elite? Like, are no, they one of the elite yet. teams? No, Morant is. M- Morant has elevated into that stratosphere when we're talking about best players in the game. Okay, but, but I don't think Memphis has. So, I, can I just set this up here? They've won nine in a row. They're twenty-eight and fourteen. They beat the Lakers. Okay, forget the Lakers because it's not that's not a good example. But they beat the Suns and the Warriors so far this year. I'm not telling you that they're going to get uh, you, to the you Western told me Conference. This morning, they're the only team that's done that. That's beaten both of them, right? Well, I know when they beat. Um, I think it was who they beat first. Whoever they beat, I know when it happened at that time, they were the only team that had done it. Maybe okay. there's a team that's done it since then, but I highly doubt it. Um, I'm not telling you they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. But I also don't think they're probably going to give up that fourth spot. You know what I mean? Like that—that's—that's mm-hmm. that's interesting because if the top four spots in the Western Conference are already allocated, and maybe they'll shift of like Phoenix moves or Suns move or Utah goes on a winning streak or they drop back, but I don't think anybody's catching Phoenix, Golden State, Utah. Those three teams will continue to play for the top three in the standings, and then here's this Memphis team. Trav, they're beating good teams. They're, they they've, they've won nine games in a row. I, I know there's always going to be hesitancy on a squad that's so young and doesn't have that much experience. But I, I, for what it's worth, yesterday watching the Lakers game, if we were excited about a four-game winning streak and some momentum, Memphis just, yeah, play a team over 500 and see how you fare. And the Lakers, you know, at one point were down 29 yesterday. A couple of things before we go back to some phone calls here. A, how great to see Clay again last night. Just it was just awesome. Yeah. And then, dude, Clay going to the hoop and finishing with a dunk and his first game back, it was at nine hundred and forty one days. And he's putting it on the deck and going to the rim and finishing. Like you think of Clay, you think of a great two way player, one of the greatest uh three point shooters shoot. of all time. Yep. Catch mm-hmm. and shoot. You do not think of him attacking the rim like that. That was I almost said it. That was awesome. 
Can I, I almost added a, an adjective there. I should should have added should have added it. <laughs> Disney Disney is in full support of it. Um, can I uh, give a quick little behind the scenes? Yeah, you know was really cool. You know was really cool yesterday. So I'm doing the pregame show. Pregame show started at 5:30 yesterday because Rams Niners go. You guys continue doing the postgame show. So we started at 5:30, kind of cut into it a little bit. Right as we started, um, the Warriors game is starting. So Michael sits just in front of me to the left. Michael's got the screen on um, of the Warriors-Cleveland game going on. So mm-hmm. they're basically both starting simultaneously. And I'm as I'm talking to Michael, just <laughs> observing him. Bro, he's watching Clay in the starting lineup. The fans are going crazy. He hasn't played in a game in 941 days. There was something about like being in the background watching Michael Thompson see Clay Thompson come back. Think about all the hype and the respect that the you know the league has for Clay Thompson. Two and a half years that he hasn't played, and I was kind of uh, like at a movie theater watching Michael watch Clay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it it was incredibly cool. He's such a likable player, and it, it just. Had such bad luck with those two injuries back to back. Like in 941 days, that sounds like something out of a movie, right? And just yeah. to come in, he and hasn't do played against Ja Morant yet. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Perfect they haven't example. played against each They've other. They've never played against John Morant. And you got a guy that's a deadlock cinch Hall of Famer coming back and just putting on that kind of performance. It was great. Let's try a quick phone call here. Uh, Cerritos and Renee. Renee, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Renee? Hey, you guys. Um, well, first of all, uh, you guys, I know that you talked about how the stadium was full of 49er fans. Well, if we go for that field goal or at least go for the touchdown before the half, we shut down those fans. That's what every athlete talks about, that nothing sounds better than hearing a silent stadium. And we basically were uh, the visiting not team. Not at your home. Game, so yeah, I, I was going to say not at your home stadium. Hey, but you're right, Renee. I'll let you finish your thought. But you're, had the Rams had that game within one more score of it being over. Right, that if they could have gotten a stop, they had them on the ropes. They had them on the ropes. They mm-hmm. this a stop at the start of the third quarter, and then a score by the Rams. It game's over. You're right. The Niner fans start leaving. And, Instead, they and went Travis, back-to-back you, you touchdowns. Said, okay, hey Travis, you said Garoppolo is in Montana. We turned him into Montana for a day, though. That's why I didn't want to have him give him the ball back, even though it was like a minute left. He was playing like Montana, Montana light, but still, you could just feel. I could just feel. No, why are we giving him the ball back? We should have put that game away. He was good yesterday. And as far as sure. the Raiders and the Chargers, I think one thing people aren't talking about: the Raiders choked that game away. That that game had no business getting that far. They almost choked away their season. That I know everybody's giving them kudos and how great they did and all that, but they really choked away that game. They had that that game had no business getting that far. So. Appreciate appreciate you calling in, Renee. You know what? I, I don't think – I actually don't think people are talking that much about the Raiders winning. I think it was talking about the Chargers. I, I don't know if I, – I feel like using our show as an example, Trav, we didn't really talk that much about the Raiders and we didn't really talk about how – Oh my gosh! How great were they? No, they did almost choke away the game. Gave but there was other parts of the in four minutes. <laughs> they did, and they, and and by the way, all the fourth downs that they kept oh converting. Gosh. I mean, just unbelievable. And and you had to have a perfect drive, and Justin Herbert was perfect for two straight drives. So it, it's not that we have propped up the Raiders for winning the game. You're right; they almost choked it. But the Chargers also created so many storylines because of some of the decisions that they made as well. All right, let's try one more quickly here. Let's go to Brea and Ralph. Ralph, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ralph? 
Hey guys, um, just turned tuned into your show like a minute ago, but man, so how does McVeigh? How does McVeigh go into a conservative? Tell let's him. try not to lose this game at, at the last two and a half minutes of the game. How, how in the heck does he? Why would he do that? Why when you are playing the San Francisco 49ers, you're at home, you haven't beaten them in five games. Go, go for, for the, the kill. Exactly. How in the heck do you not pound that ball, throw the ball downfield, get it to cup, get it to whoever, and get the first downs and end the stinking game? No. Instead, he goes into a shell. Gosh darn it, man! <laughs> if you tune in, hey Ralph, if you tune in a little bit earlier, I did call McVeigh a coward. I get, yeah, I was going to say, I, Ralph. I here, two, two things that I want to I want to tell you. You, I don't know. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're busy, but. Uh, get here before twelve forty-two next time, and then you'll get to hear Alan Sliwa call Sean McVay a coward because that happened earlier. He had a didn't. coward moment. <laughs> he had a coward moment. It's the best way I could describe it. It it was conservative, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe too good. Look, your points, Al. I, I'm not. I'm not telling you. I get why Sean McVay decided to run it three times a year. I really do. I know Jimmy Garoppolo was terrific yesterday. That's still Jimmy Garoppolo. That is not. Patrick Mahomes, that is not Aaron Rodgers, that is not Tom Brady. If you said to me, hey, he's got no timeouts and 87 seconds left and he's got to go 84 yards, do you like your chances? Yeah, I do. And I think that's what he was taking. But you're right. The the more certain way is to just get a first down, the game's over. You're right. That you're. It's a more. I like certain, controlling you your take own destiny. I, I that, that's it. what I mean, Trav. I get you know it. I, mean? I just like, don't I, think it was a. a the, the one at the end of the first half to me was far worse than the one at the end of the game. I thought I think there are certain coaches that understand the moment and say, that's it, this game is a wrap. And I really think Mike Tomlin does that, Belichick does that, Harbaugh does that, Andy Reid does that. I think there are certain coaches that say, we're going to get the freaking first down and we're not going to take our chances of giving the ball back to the other team, even though it's Garoppolo. Any of these NFL quarterbacks can have a good drive. They can. They're capable of it. They're NFL QBs and obviously bit them yesterday. All right, the dump is coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Ready to feel old again, Al? You did shoot. This might literally be before your time. What year were you born? 1982. Oh, okay. So uh, here you go. On this day in 1982, Dwight Clark made the infamous catch. The Niners beat the San Francisco or I should say they beat the Dallas Cowboys. And this is my favorite part. As great as that catch is, Montana to Clark. Vince Scully was on the call. Listen to this. Montana looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How great is that? Are you kidding me? Right? I mean, can this guy do anything wrong? <laughs> no. Oh, nope. my gosh. That's a great call. It's perfect. But this is how you know that just, you know, it's not always math or science or medicine or anything. Yep. You can be a genius at just about anything. Music. And apparently you be can be great a genius. at your craft. The best at your craft. Caster. Yep. Because that is a perfect call. Every bait, he did the skins game. He's he's done football. Can, I, there, can I say something? There is to do. Can I say something about that call too? There's something about broadcasters when they make the call and then they they kind of get out of the picture for oh. a quick second. 
and you hear the crowd kind of take over. Now you feel like you're in the stadium with them, and they know just right the timing to come back and give a little bit more context. I mean, that's just that's a great call. With that in mind, out there's a story that after Kirk Gibson hit the home run in 1988 to beat uh, off Dennis Eckersley to beat the A's in Game One, that Scully went and got a cup of coffee. The guy came back to the booth and just let the thing ride for a, a minute or two, just to exactly on. what you're talking about. Just he understood that this is not a, I, I, there's nothing to say. I'm just going to let this thing uh, play out right now. Uh, speaking of baseball, the Yankees are promoting Rachel Balkovich. She's going to manage their minor league team, the Tampa Tarpons. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, a, a female manager in minor league baseball. It does feel like we're getting closer to a woman being the head coach slash manager of a high-level men's professional team very soon. Uh, th- Becky Hammond is near the top of the list. I was going to say, I thought it would be Becky Hammond, but she'll be the Las Vegas Aces head coach. <laughs> there you go. All right, Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I can't wait to see who Allen wants to fire tomorrow. It is going to be awesome. We'll see you then.